and we're back. Welcome back to uh, to Rabbit Troop Sucks. That's right. Today, me, Mike, is saying the thing. And you introduced yourself. And I introduced myself. And nice. that person talking is Paul. And across the table from me is Lamar. Hello. And uh, we are here today to talk about... Oh, and th- this is a podcast about, uh, about movies, about weird movies, about movies you may not have seen or that you've forgotten about. Um, and today, today we're going to talk about the 1991 uh, classic, If Looks Could Kill, uh, starring Richard Grieco. Also classic. And uh, can, can I read the synopsis? Because this is my fa- <laughs> this is one of my favorite things. Is, is, is this, did you get it from IMDb? Yeah. Okay. This, this is the IMD syno- yes. IMDb synopsis. Michael has to... T- <laughs> oh, God. Michael has to take a summer class in French. A class trip to France to graduate high school. He is, however mistaken for an agent, and people try to kill him. There are 007-style cars, cuties, crooks, etc. And uh, that it, the movie delivers. <laughs> it, deli- well, it delivers those things in particular. Wait, wait, is that part of the synopsis? Did that person write, and the movie delivers? No. That, okay. that, that was... that'd be amazing. <laughs> no, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst written synopsis I've ever seen, other than that, that, <laughs> that Brad Pitt one that you and I saw on on cable was that cutting class i think it was cutting class yeah yeah mike and i were watching something it was on um direct tv or something yeah cable uh, yeah what was it comcast it was probably comcast like i honestly i haven't had a cable service where you like scroll through a menu (laughs) for so long yeah it was like a decade and a half ago mike and i were watching a movie on a comcast box and we're scrolling through and it was late night films and we read some kind of synopsis. I think the movie was called Cutting Class. Just for that, I'm willing to watch it at some point in time. But it was like, ah, some murders on the loose. But in the synopsis itself, <laughs> that it was written, whoa, exclamation point. Is that Brad Pitt? <laughs> Question mark. And then we watched it, and it is. It's it totally was Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was he... I've never heard of this movie before. Oh, was he was cut in class. Yeah, it was it was an was early he a movie. star or was mm. okay. I, he I was mean, like I want to say fifteen, maybe. Or okay. supposed to be okay. fifteen. So he wasn't like in a large portion of it. It was just like I honestly I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I remember them running through like the woodshop class a lot. Okay. And maybe around a house. It was like super low budget. I mean, it was, not, it was like Brad Pitt, like super early on in his career. It's probably like his guest cameo in Growing Pains and then this film. So. Right. All right. Makes but sense now. He was totally cutting glass. He was. Well, but someone has to. Our connection to this movie really is happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Oh, yeah. We're going to learn from this hunky heartthrob that looks can kill in... In a lucky way, that if you got them, then people are dying. They're <laughs> so baffled by your looks, they're just they're they're dropping on the floor dead. Nineteen ninety one, Richard Grieco. I heard of this movie. I never seen it. Really, we've never yeah. watched this together. No. Okay. <laughs> so this was a treat for me, and this is a just it feels like a nineteen ninety one. Oh, movie. it does. It's yeah, just I, a, I won't say it's a the quintessential nineteen ninety one movie, but if you want to comedy slap happy spy movie this is one yeah I, I i mean i saw this movie a number of times when it came out um, and i i fucking loved this movie when i was <laughs> Damn. a kid i missed out on uh early 90s um stuff i have a lot of movies that i just didn't see in theaters or just missed out until now 
which I guess is what this podcast is for, right? That's a lot exactly of right. That yeah, that's that why. That's seen. why we're here. Yeah, that's the service we provide to you. Years apart, as as a child, I th- I think I said I saw the movie Brain Scan with my friend Scott. I think I'm pr- pretty sure I was much younger and saw this movie with my friend Scott as well. Hey, Scott. Nice, nice. I think I think the first time I saw this movie was with my friend Brian Donner. Hey, yeah. Brian. Hey, Brian. Long time listener. Yeah, in theaters. Obviously, no, I want to. I, I don't think we saw it in theaters. I want to say it, it like it was a rental or, or something. <laughs> a blockbuster rental. Maybe well, for me, this would have definitely been in theaters. Uh, a lot of this. This part of my childhood was. So you want to get out of the house and get away from us, and you want us to drop us, drop you, you and your friend off at a mall to see a movie <laughs> away from us. Done. Goodbye. Mm. Enjoy a flux kill. <laughs> Can I have popcorn money? Probably not. Goodbye. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> you're out. You're out of here, buddy. <laughs> And it, maybe maybe it was my my mom's love of uh, Roger Daltrey, who's like, you've got to see this film and report oh, back yeah. to me. But he's in it. Yeah, the silver screen debut of Robert Roger Daltrey. I don't know if that's true, but he, <laughs> he is in it. That is that is not true. Yeah, okay. That is absolutely not true. He is Roger Daltrey is in this movie briefly. Yes, there's everyone. Oh, and uh, the female lead Mariska, um, Mariska. Sorry. Uh, she is in a movie with Michael J. Fox uh, for Love or Money, but more importantly, a movie we brought up before, Things to Do in Denver, When You Were Dead. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. All right. We're going to have to watch that at some point, aren't we? Well, we could always watch Ladybugs. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about that. God. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to watch Ladybugs? I don't, I don't know that I, I mean, oh God, I don't know that I do. Why are we not watching Sidekicks? A Jonathan Brandis trilogy of films. Okay. We can get on this. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Plans for the future. Boom. Yeah. We're not even like into it. this movie yet, and we're already planning things. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? I'll watch some Jonathan Brandis. I kind of like that. Sometimes you review these movies, and they set you up for other movies to mm-hmm. watch during the uh, reviews. Yeah. So you I hope someone's got like these notes. 20 more movie ideas based off of this of this alone. What are you talking about recording this? <laughs> I mean, the movie ideas just pop up for episodes that come out like later down the road. Have you been releasing these things? No. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, this is on the internet. Where's my wife? <laughs> I don't You'll never know. Where are my bags? <laughs> what room is this? <laughs> I don't know. Get in line. <laughs> Lamar, there's a there's a uh there's a bluish purplish uh octopus there uh, like what you've done with do not the, look the studio. octopus in the eyes look look at him in the eyes it's really um <laughs> i don't know what the word is for it but i like it that's awesome i could not stand the light above us just beaming into my eyes all the time um so i think it's way more yeah, comfortable yeah paul just learned about lamps recently and now we're there's three of them in here well i i, I originally uh Posed that this would be a podcast about lamps and lamp technology, mm-hmm. and I thought we could go through the different kinds of lamps and the history of lamps and uh, lighting throughout the cultures of the world. Mm-hmm. And I thought everyone could learn and love it, and we could turn this into like a NPR uh, elitist, mm-hmm. uh, very uppity, well-to-do thing where people are like, mm, "The." I don't know about wood or wood grains, <laughs> but I could learn about them and then tell you about how your lamp. I could basically become Ron Swanson. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But, like, sure. but he's a nice person. Yeah, so I, I'd be Ron Swanson, but in like the uh, 
And the the Eagleton, the rich part of the Indiana part, where everyone's like really snotty and on their high horse about it. Sure. <laughs> he said, you sure you're not going to infringe on the Lamps Plus podcast? <laughs> if there is such it, a yeah, thing. Yeah, you might. I don't know. If we have a lamp theme they podcast. Can, I mean, they can finally now write us as sponsors and... Uh, uh, yeah, we could mm. critique lamps and then uh, cash checks. Together. There you go. Cash and checks and flipping switches. Just get them on the payroll. So <laughs> we're all about. Great. Um, but but for now, anyway. Um, There's the card I hand out at the clubs. <laughs> so how, how about this movie? This movie, If Looks Could Kill, 1991, Richard Grieco. Yeah. What do you guys know Richard Grieco from? This, the, okay. uh, <laughs> this, honestly. and probably Jump Street. Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah I mean, this, yeah. I, I clearly, at this point in time, that's all I know him as. And now I've seen him in B side films, yeah. but um, I don't feel his career uh, as far as uh, top tier movie. I shouldn't say top tier movies. I should say as theatrical released films. <laughs> uh, this this is it. I don't really know of another big film. Like I'm gonna look this up, but I yeah, think yeah, like yeah. this is like the plateau of his career in the theater. And I think soon after, if not already, he was like come and gone on Twenty One Jump Street. I think it was like one season. No, really? Yeah, it's like maybe one season and a couple episodes, but it was like super short lived. That's really all I know him from. Like his career is just I don't really care <laughs> yeah. i know we've seen him I, in some weird horror film too and i cannot pinpoint oh you're that. right yeah um yeah i can't pinpoint that either but yeah it's, it's that's gonna, how i know him just as a character in other <laughs> movies i he never really comes to the focal point for I'm me like oh no he's in a movie called stay off the app i didn't even know <laughs> it was 2020 i don't know this is the first movie or this is the first thing that i had ever seen him in um, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of 21 Jump Street in my life. I mean, but imagine you're in school and someone puts Richard Grieco's face on a little cutout Valentine and says, Dear Mike, be my Valentine, Grieco style, and then maybe has little of those heart candies that mm-hmm. taste like nothing, but it says, Be mine. Would you be pleased? Y- yes. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, 2011, Richard Grieco plays Loki in. Almighty Thor, a TV film. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, how the Greco has fallen. <laughs> Phantom Force, that sounds kind of familiar. Evil Breed, The Legend of Sam Hain. All of this sounds familiar. Did like, we watch that? I see. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we've seen them in things. All of this sounds familiar. Um, all of it sounds the same. Blackheart, Captive, <laughs> The Gardener, and boom, A Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> all horror, oh, all yeah. horror films that you, <laughs> you watch. Okay, I definitely know him from A Night at the Roxbury. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, like, that's now how you know him? Well, I mean, that's probably the next thing I saw him in after if looks good together. I mean, you don't know him in the four episodes of Gargoyles as Tony Drac- Dracon? No, um, I missed that. Oh, well, or fan- <laughs> oh my God. He was in... A 1995 episode of Fantastic Four as Ghost Rider. I've... Yeah. Wow. I mean, we were... Probably a lot of uh, voice work, I'm guessing. No. No, just that. I mean, that was the plateau of the voice work, (laughs) too. That and Gargoyles. Yeah, like, they're like, oh, no. Yeah, 18 episodes of 21 Jump Street. That's right. And 22 episodes of Booker. He tried to do a spinoff of 21 Jump Street, and that was one season. He thought... He could play the same character on his own, left that, then did Looks Could Kill, then was in Mobsters, 
then Born to Run a TV movie, already like two years out back to TV movies. Hey, while you're there, when did that yeah. uh, 21 reboot come out? Like, I, I think he, I remember it. He's in it. He's got a cameo. Um, I'm looking. I was still not even into this movie. Oh, wait. He's in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as himself. Yeah. He plays himself oh, yeah. a lot. <laughs> That's, I, think, uh, I do remember that. And uh, he plays Booker something. in yeah. 22 Jump Street from 2014. Wow. We did How it. About that? We did it. We informed the public. Perfect. Yeah. And then the movie ends. Case yeah. closed. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. What do you think? I kind of like that background on Greco before we got into the movie. It sets you up. Yeah, it's good. It's good to know what you're getting yourself this into. This movie just goes. It flies by. There's this not isn't much just review. flame and cheese with Greco. Is that his talk show? <laughs> I watch it. Yeah, I would do. <laughs> Booker style. Isn't Booker that show with Ted Danson? <laughs> or he's working at like an airport? No, that's not. that's. <laughs> That's Wisconsin. <laughs> no, what is Dalton? that show called? I've, I've derailed us yet That's again. Becker? Is it, yeah. Oh, is it Becker? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, where are we? That's a different I, show, though. When I moved to Denver in the late 90s, I saw a couple episodes of that. Yes. And it was like spiritually, I hit rock bottom because <laughs> <laughs> I would like see it at like. 3.30 in the afternoon, and I was like, I don't have a job right now or prospects, and that's on, and I just, I just, there's, this is my life now. Like, I... It, uh, I felt bad for you. It, it was a cell within a human body. Oh, man. <laughs> it was spiritually, I was broken. Becker, I haven't thought about that show in eight. That was the driest show ever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <I don't, laughs> let's not go back to Becker. Yeah, it's not. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to talk about the this this movie though? Well, it opens up with high school graduation because that's how old Greco is. Yeah. He is eighteen years old. Do you know how Greco? How old he was? I, I assume at least mid twenties. He was twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, wow. like there is there is no. Like, you see this guy walking up, and you're like, does he work here? Yeah, like, is this uh, someone's dad or is it Kearney in the Simpsons? Like, he's yeah, got yeah. all these kids. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a couple. Of like kids. my my kid's kid got in trouble. The <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a couple of kids that look old in this scene. <laughs> yeah, so he's get he's getting his high school diploma, but oh, the bad boy that he is throws on some real crap headphones. You know those like uh, I mean this is '91. He puts on headphones yeah. from like 1982. Right, they're like the ones that came with the original Walkman. Yeah, like what Star Lord wears. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's craziness. So he puts on he puts on these headphones and listens to some weird kind of metally music. Uh, I think I have some notes about whatever metal he's listening to. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then he's given his diploma and he's like, oh, I, I really appreciated my time here. They're like, oh, the future's ahead of you, son. And he looks at his diploma. And it's like eh, incomplete. You've got to finish French class. Ha ha. Like he yeah. didn't know. Like that's the gotcha moment. But I do like that. Apparently, this is being filmed. And his little brother is rewinding the scene where you see the disappointment where he looks at his, dis <laughs> his diploma and he is failing and his little brother's just like cracking. Yeah, he's like books. watching him die inside and just really, really loving it's it. It's kind of like a John Hughes moment. Like, yeah. I will give that movie this perfect. scene. The music was perfect. Like, when he 
looks at the diploma and he sees it and the music just kind of (laughs) (laughs) reminded me of that scene in the Simpsons where like Bart's showing Lisa this is where he (laughs) he ripped out Ralph's heart (laughs) and pointed (laughs) right at the right moment (laughs) it's kind of like that that's what it reminded me of (laughs) we could just see him die the moment moment he died (laughs) yeah um so yeah, he he's got to go to summer school presumably, um, and he, so he's at home and he's he's deconstructing this with his family, and uh, he said, you know, uh, I need there's no summer school French class because the the French teacher who fucking hates me is taking the French club to France, and his dad is like, my ass, I'm paying for you to go to France because you failed high school, you dumb dumb. Um, but then yeah, I'm I, solidarity with the dad on this one. Like, whoa, yeah, absolutely. Like, the only way to, for you to graduate high school is you get to go to, on a French <laughs> field trip. <Yeah>. What? what? <laughs> cool. It's <laughs> right. great. Great for dad. Um, but you know, that's what, that's exactly what happens. Um, so great. It does happen. And it, it does happen, yeah. And then we get the hard cut to like, or it was slightly before, like yeah. somewhere in Europe. Somewhere in Europe, And yeah. so we see two people plotting, and I have them labeled as the principal from Kindergarten Cop. And <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, I think it's Robert, um, or no, it's Robin from Cheers, and that is who is dating Rebecca, and he turns out to be like laundering money and like oh, a real scoundrel. Okay. But he's like in a huge arc of Cheers when yeah. um, Kirstie Alley is... Uh, R.I.P. Uh, is is uh, there instead of Diane? I, I had a, I had them labeled as the sheriff of Rottingham and the principal. <laughs> yeah, um, and men in tights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you got kindergarten cop too. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean that woman. I don't know what her name is. Um, at any movie that requires a short woman with stern bangs, she is in. Huh? Yeah, she she is is she the voice of the woman in The Incredibles? Probably, she, she looks, I think so. She's also in like she's in Twelve Monkeys. Oh she's yeah, in, uh, she's awesome. Uh, like yeah, no, every she's, every she's role, great. she's like super killer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, even no matter what anyone feels about this film, as we go forward and talk about it, um, I like her. Like she is definitely a strong cast. Yeah, uh, person in this. I mean, this movie is like off the wall comical in areas, but yeah, it's bananas. But I mean, she's she's great and everything. I actually liked the sheriff of Rottingham. I thought he was doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I, I guess, I like that guy in general because he plays the same thing in everything he does. Like a real smug piece of crap. yeah, like a smug <laughs> British douchebag. Yeah, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, but they're you know they're they're plotting something in their European castle what or whatever, and then oh shit, it's Blade. Who is a secret agent? Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey from the Who. From the Who. <laughs> um, he's he's doing James Bond shit on a snowmobile, and they're they're watching this from like the many video cameras. <laughs> they're, they're watching this on a screen, but he's like he's snowmobiling around. He's taking people out, um, and he infiltrates their he's, lair. He's taking them out on dates. He's taking them out on dates. <laughs> um, he's doing he's doing Roger Daltrey shit. Uh, and he, he gets into the compound and he's like, I've got you now, you, you son of a bitch. But then um, the principal from kindergarten cop takes off her, her sick whip necklace and fucking whips the shit out of him. <laughs> this was a cool necklace. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like like she a take... metal necklace that she clasps around her uh, neck and she can just unveil it and it's like a morning star. Yeah. <laughs> fucking this incredible. Is, this is not the first time we've seen a female villain with a whip. 
Mike, do you remember the first time as a podcast? Oh God, Lamar, you were oh, not on this episode, but I bet you could guess. I know. Yeah. Um, um, was it Kick um, American Rickshaw? Was it was that? not American Rickshaw. No, um, it was around that time that you did that. Yeah, I know. Episode, but man, mm. there's maybe a couple Ooh. of brothers. Oh, it was a double dragon. It was double yeah, dragon. There you yeah, go. Linda Lash in her whip. Linda, <laughs> yes, because we made a lot of Lash Larue jokes. I think, <laughs> or if we didn't, we should have. I mean, if we were making Lash Larue jokes, we clearly lost it because that's the audience we're gathering. I mean, <laughs> I think the kids on the street are talking about Lash Larue. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Lash Larue. He's gonna make a comeback, probably. Yeah, on MySpace. In yeah, Friendster. He's probably dead though. <laughs> Telegram. Right? Yeah, great. <laughs> pigeons yeah but yeah so she she takes her sick whip necklace and just she whips roger daltrey to death sick whip whip. she takes her her cool whip um are you hashtagging sick whip yes i am okay i don't know what to say to that but blade blade's dead yeah he's dead it's kind of weird too because the whole setup was he was kicking ass up oh until yeah that point he infiltrated them it's like i got you now and she's just like yeah psh, dead yeah he's taking out soldiers with guns and then like a four foot nine woman with a necklace <laughs> takes him down it's just like a teenage wasteland mm-hmm. a te- <laughs> yeah. teenage wasteland oh um but okay now hard cut to uh like british intelligence i guess yeah i think that's what they were yeah like mi6 or something james james bond shit you know like you know what blade's dead this fucking sucks um what are we gonna do we gotta infiltrate this whatever they're infiltrating codename mother codename mother um and one of that one of the british guys is like you know what the the u.s is gonna lend us their their lead operative um no one knows who he is not even the u.s he's been in deep cover don't know his face, his age. We don't know his gender. And then one of them's like, you just said he, so we know his gender. And he's like, fuck you. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Um, his code name is Michael Corbin. Now, let's go back a tick. If there is not a hip-hop album entitled Codename Mother. Codename, yeah. Tire missed opportunity. Someone could still release this okay. today. Could be you. <laughs> could not be me. Okay. Well, I could I could title it. Okay. <laughs> I could be the person that titles that. You don't album. want to start a new hip hop career? Um mm. not from his old one. Mm. Yeah. You can't, you can't <laughs> you break, can't break it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> old haunts haunt you. It, it, it's also <laughs> worth noting that Hans be haunted. So <laughs> So spoiler alert. Um Richard Grieco's character's name is Michael Corbin. I think that's mentioned. No, it, it is mentioned, but like, you know, okay. that's that's the conceit of this movie. At no point in time in the rest of this movie does anyone refer to Richard Grieco as anything but Michael Corbin. Oh, God. No one just says, hey, it's it's Michael. Or, hey, look, it's Mike. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, it's Michael Corbin. Michael Corbin. Every single time, because they <laughs> yeah. need you to remember. <laughs> That's true. I did notice that a lot. Yeah. I, I introduce Mike as Paladin Mike to everyone I know. That's it's Paladin Mike. It's Paladin Mike this. It's Paladin Mike that. Well, I mean, and maybe... To me, that name doesn't require saying the full thing, but we all we all have those friends. We know those people who you have to say their full name all the time. Like Michael Corbin. Like Michael Corbin. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I know we have a mutual friend who I don't think I have ever said his first name independent of his last. Yeah, I bet I could. Yeah, I, I bet I know the person you're right. You're noting, <laughs> right? But like, I, I assume when you guys reference me to people when I'm not there, you just say, "Oh yeah, like we were hanging out with Mike." You don't say my full name, but right. like this person, we would mm. always say their full name. I just said I tell people it's Paladin Mike. That's cr- yeah. Okay, fair. I my daughter is like, "Where's Paladin Mike?" <laughs> I'm I'm a pretty big deal with your daughter these days. It, she, takes you, she takes you to, to to the front door to look at cars. We look at cars <laughs> together. Uh, I got to do Rocket Baby one time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this might be one of those things where they have a large group of friends named Michael, so they like. Th- that's true. Yeah. You like regular size Rudy. Yeah, and, and that's fair. I mean, <laughs> there's like five of them. <laughs> right. The, the time frame is correct because I mean, like, so my my name is also Michael, and I grew up around the same time. Um, and I also knew like 75 other Michaels because that was the most popular boy's name. Hey, there you go. So maybe maybe it's that thing. Who knows? Should have gone by Neo. We, I, don't, I don't think we knew any of the other children's names. Well, I say children, like high school students' <laughs> names in this movie. You should have worn a long trench coat and gone by Neo and everyone would have just accepted <laughs> Yeah, no, everyone would have loved that when I grew up. <laughs> Mike, you still could. Mike, you could go to your work <laughs> this week. And just say, I'm changing my name to Neo. <laughs> and you have a long duster or a trench coat. And I support that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know that I want to ask. Like, hey, hey my boss, uh, can you change my email address to be Neo at... Matrix.gov. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I threw in a Because <laughs> that's a classy move. Yeah, that's that's good. They <laughs> wouldn't see it coming. <laughs> they know you're serious about it. It's an upgrade from my dot biz email address. This isn't like right. tied to his hotmail yeah. and his, you know, March brackets. This is this is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, son of a gun. So, you know, fun fact with email addresses, uh, over, it was, it was around Christmas time during one of our like holiday company happy hours. Uh, I was a little tipsy, so I didn't remember until someone brought it to my attention. One of my colleagues requested that my boss make me the email address magic Mike at, <laughs> cause that is what this person refers to me as. <laughs> and I didn't think he actually did it, but then someone emailed me at that and I was like, Oh fuck. That's it happened. That's that, what I am now. Yeah, that person right that you here. work with a hundred percent has a poster of you somewhere in their house. I mean, maybe or a shrine yeah. or one of those, like you could get like the, like the holographic slides. Like it's just like the small ones. Those, yeah. yeah. So it's like roundabouts, like minority report. So they oh, have like, that like at a mall kiosk where it's like <laughs> the cubes with like a ghoul face of your <laughs> child inside of it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. So, Codename Michael Corbin. And now that the, the very next scene is Michael Corbin's best friend saying, yo, Michael Corbin. <laughs> from a cab. My, Yay, Michael it's Michael Corbin. Corbin. So we know that his name is also Michael Corbin, even though it's been said 87 times already. Well, let's go back to Valentine's Day because I'm going to lose this thought. I don't okay. know why this popped in. No, I keep no, seeing my roll. notes that I'm like, it's Valentine's Day. Um, once Mike and I went to a Perkins and it was near but not on Valentine's Day. And I remember we sat down and there was huge signs everywhere that it said, bring your significant other on Valentine's Day and you will each, if you order a meal and a drink, you will each receive a complimentary half slice of pie. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want you to know, all of you in this room and listeners, 
And you could still go to Perkins and uh, probably get that deal. Uh, hopefully mm. that still exists. No, Perkins is gone. They tore it down. Like there's no Perkins on Earth? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the, the one you're referencing oh, yeah. doesn't exist any longer. Oh, and good. neither does the La Quinta Inn that it was next to. Goodbye, goodbye Perkins and La Quinta. Good. <laughs> it is good. We're better for it. Good, good, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, rest in peace. Oh, yes. off um, I-25. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, fuck that place. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. But no. but but the sweet half piece of pie. That yeah, no one got. wanted that half pie. <laughs> I always thought that'd be adorable if you were like on an eighth grade date. Like, let's go get some half pie. Like, oh, right? this is like little. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like okay. look, this kid's gonna tip me fifteen cents. <laughs> I don't know. With inflation, it's probably like my meal's probably like a hundred dollars now. I'll buy my own <laughs> hotel. <laughs> You can probably get wine at Perkins now. Yeah. Like wine. You can bring your own at least. <laughs> sure. I was. Yeah. <laughs> we all were. <laughs> Sometimes I make my wine in the toilets at Perkins. Oof. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> you can. I can and I won't. <laughs> so we're like three minutes. Yeah, the way, yeah, not much time has elapsed. So yeah, um, the Corbin, not Corbin Dallas, Michael Corbin's best friend. You can remember him like Corbin Macabre. <laughs> okay, okay. Cor- Corbin Macabre's best friend, who, who has some. I don't know his name, but he has very luxurious looking hair. I'm gonna call him Donks. Donks. <laughs> Donks is like. Hey, Michael Corbin, um, this is, we're going on this trip. You're coming with us. The teacher hates you. Um, and Cor- Corbin Dallas is like, you know what? Like, we're just, we're going to have to hang out with these wanks during the day. But like at night, the nerds are going to go to bed and we're going to go on a, I believe he said a Parisian babe safari. <laughs> I'm 26. I could do whatever I want. Yeah. Wow. He, what he wants is a I'm Parisian undercover. babe safari. <laughs> what the hell is that? Why do you? He's, he's going to France. What? What is he talking about? Well, we don't know. Um, he just wants to bang those hot European broads. Um, you know that they don't they don't shave their pits. Him and Buzz, they're looking forward to it. Mm. Not um, in the winter. Not in the winter. But then the the French teacher, whose name is whatever, Mrs. Oh, Crandall. Googlers. Googlers. Yeah, that's probably Corbins. Go- it's probably Googlers. Um, <laughs> Goblins. She's like, you know what, Michael Corbin? You're a piece of shit. I'm, I got my eye on you. <laughs> I think that verbatim that's what was said. <laughs> Idea, yeah, probably. This is Grober. Yeah, I Grober. do like the actress that plays her, though. Yeah, yeah no, she's good. <laughs> she, she's all right. She's fine. Um, but now we see they're in the airport, and now we see the the real fake Michael Corbin, the, the secret agent, Michael mm, Corbin. Yes. He's, you know, he's checking in for his first class flight. He's throwing winks at the, uh, you know, the flight attendants. And, uh, you know, he, he's being, he's being all suave. He's being a cork on the club. He's being a cork on. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that. <laughs> uh, when, when he's checking in for his ticket, the, the desk attendants like, Hey, you actually have a, there's a call. It's you, you can pick it up in the first class lounge. And he's like, Yes, like, that's a first class yes, I can, because I'm a first class gent, <laughs> don't you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, as we we mentioned, codename mother earlier. Um, I don't know if that was if we mentioned that in the context of this movie or just clowning on it. That is an important part. But I yeah, like um, the 
the contact that Michael Corbin was meant to contact was named Mother. So he gets a call, but it's actually from Grico's Grico's mother. And she says it's so weird. She's like, hello, it is mother. This is how Dwight Schrute talks in the office. Yeah, like, it, hello, it's, it is mother. Or well, she, Jim makes fun of him. She starts off that way. It's like, hello, it's mother. He's like, yes, hello, mother. Then she's like, oh, Corbin. <laughs> like, then it turns into like gushing mother talk. And he's, he's very confused. She wants him to pick up an extra bottle of Chanel for his grandmother. I miss my sweet cob. And the look on his face is like, <laughs> is she giving me code or something? Yeah, like, he's he's trying to figure it out. Um, she misses her sweet cob, which I think <laughs> it might be something else. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, but then, uh, yeah, he, so he's a little confused. But he gets out of the phone booth, and oh shit, who is it? It's uh, the principal from from kindergarten cop who shoots him in the chest with a vacuum cleaner gun mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I don't know why she needed to use a vacuum cleaner gun. Uh, it yeah. seems like it would have been way easier to just get a gun. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, you know, whatever. You yeah. just gotta... Well, she's disguised as, like, you know, a cleaning crew or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. What the fuck happens next? <laughs> I don't know. Still at the airport? But, yeah, he gets, so Michael, the, real, the real Michael Corbin, secret agent Michael Corbin is dead. So now this is easier because we only have one... We only have one Michael Corbin. So now we have Greco Corbin. Oh, yes. He checks in for his ticket, and they're they're like, oh, yeah, I've got your first class (laughs) ticket right here. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh, sweet. (laughs) So he takes it, but then then she's like, oh, you actually, this is a different desk attendant now. She's like, oh, you actually have a call. Uh, Pick it up on that phone behind you. And now it's the secret agent mother. And he's he's also very confused because the mother is like, this is mother. Your directions are do this and shut up. He's like, all right. And that's weird. <laughs> he really nonchalantly goes with these. Yeah. Well, you know, he had a first class plane ticket. You roll but, with it. Yeah, yeah. He's also thinking like he's being pranked. He's like, tell the guys, whatever. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, Oh, is this Jonesy or whatever? Like you, you fucking showed. <laughs> I owe you a kick, kick in the nuts. I hate when Jonesy calls me <laughs> the airport. Yeah. It happens so often. Yeah. Well, that's like a crime now, probably. <laughs> oh um, yeah i can see that oh yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah definitely. um but yeah so he's like this is you know whatever you you clowns he gets on the plane he's everyone's pissed at him the french teacher is livid that he's in first class um but he, he's loving it and then we we have now like a a, a him enjoying first class montage. Yep, montage and so i looked this up i, I looked this up for realsies it would be somewhere between 14 and 15 hours to go from detroit to paris okay so I'm like, because I really wanted to know. I was like, how how long is this going to be? Because mm. at one point in time, uh, very soon, the French teacher is locked in a bathroom. Well, and she spends the whole flight in there. Right, yeah. for the majority of the trip. And I am guessing it is somewhere between 10 to 12 hours she is oh, in that bathroom. That makes sense, yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah. He's, the heat, they're bringing him like prime rib and lobster yeah, like, thermidor. Would, would, would you like the lobster, sir, or the prime rib? Oh, he's lo- he's not even sitting next to someone, the old SOB. Like right, this, yeah. this guy, like he... The second seat next to him is housing his sunglasses. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's a classic uh, movie montage uh, scene, too. They have, I can't remember what music they were playing in the background, but it's oh, yeah, like I, a cut scene of him that's leaning in chairs and oh, running he, around yeah, he's, in the aisle. He's loving it. And also, there are, on this flight, a par- approximately 75 super attractive flight attendants. Oh, yeah. Every person that brings him something is a different mega babe. 
Oh yeah, I mean this is like obscene. I mean these these are like Norwegian models like <laughs> right. like bringing out things. Like this is ridiculous. Um, the, yeah, I mean and, and like and then when it was like, do you want lobster, sir? So imagine like this Norwegian model like cutting, but like what looks like a eighty-five pound Godzilla lobster. <laughs> yes, and then like all these like trays of things. Yeah, this this is bananas. Side note, Lamar said I can't remember what song was playing. Coming up in some of my notes, I do have some of the bands and some of the music because I'm just going to open up with this movie's soundtrack is super (laughs) awful and no one should ever seek it out. It is comically awful. Yeah, the soundtrack is bananas bad. It is just, I, I, this has got to be like to date on the podcast, the worst soundtrack we've listened to. The biggest compilation of knockoff songs yes yeah. you could <laughs> big time find. and yeah. it's the worst version of those songs as well oh my god yes yeah there, <laughs> there was no reason for any of there's that. some yeah. something about a dream coming up that i think my guy yeah. started laughing <laughs> i i wrote down some of the lyrics of that i think <laughs> but this montage scene was fun for whatever music was playing yeah it, it yeah the, the scene was fine it was enough just to get them to they arrive in paris i believe at this time after well, yeah, we we have a quick flash of uh the, the the phone call that he thought was a prank they mentioned that that he was going to be contacted on a plane on the plane by someone and we have another oh, yes. another secret agent who's like he's kind of spying on him to make sure he's the right person. He has like a sweet listening device that he, he out fashions of out, of a, out of a cocktail umbrella. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and cause all throughout this, the French teacher is like, that's my student. You got to get that bitch out of first class. He doesn't belong there. And the flight attendants are like, yeah, he has a ticket with his name on. Well, it. it's kind of funny because so one of the it. flight attendants goes and checks and he's listening to his headphones. It's like, sir, I don't mean to bother you, but this woman's like, are you supposed to be saying like, you're not supposed to be here. Are you supposed to be here? He's like, yeah, I got this first class ticket. She's like, okay, but like, she knows your name and stuff. Like the flight attendant is no dummy. She's like, right. What's yeah. Going? And then he says something like, oh, she's been stalking me the whole time. Like, you've got to get this lady away from me. And she's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I guess you just believe it. That's that's the court system on the planes. Uh, you didn't know that, but you fly Lufthansa. Yeah. Oh my God. With like, air law. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> so, <laughs> yeah. You're. Uh, this is the captain speaking. We're gonna execute you in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> air <God>. law. <laughs> that's my it's Mike and I's new TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> air law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could just have guest judges. Like H. John Benjamin could be a guest judge. You just don't even see him. They just come over the uh, the microphone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got a bad idea. I was going to do a thing. Home court system yeah. that just takes place on a plane. No, I'm I'm into that. I'd watch that. Oh, yeah. Um, but at some point, you know, this resolves itself. He kind of falls asleep. His contact uh, kind of creeps up on him and whispers in his ear. He's like, "Hey, bro, I got you. It's cool." Put some wings and he, on. He him. puts like the like the wings that like a pilot would give a child mm-hmm. on an airplane in the eighties. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the purpose of that was. They do take it away from him. They take it away from him, but like, like, you're not going to need you're like, no one mentioned. I think it's so that they that was know like, who he is when they okay. get off the plane. So like, oh, they, no, that's a good know, call. Yeah, yeah, I, you might be right. I don't know, though, because, well, we'll get to it later, because I think he does introduce himself, and it's meaningless. You'll know him. Yeah. He's dressed like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> he has a little yeah. kid lapel that he got little, from the airport. Cape. <laughs> yeah, so he puts that on his on his chest. Uh, Greco doesn't notice this, and then right after this, his contact gets killed by um, the the principal from 
kindergarten cop who was on the plane disguised as a flight attendant. That is correct. How does she kill him? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I don't remember, but uh, if we didn't say, this is super weird. The, <laughs> the woman from kindergarten cop gets on the plane because another flight attendant's like, hey, get to work. Like, you're dressed as a flight attendant. So this woman thinks she's a flight attendant and then shoes her onto the plane and is like, now you're going. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she made the best of it. She killed that guy. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, oh, or, she it, uh, poisoned his drink. Poisoned his that's drink. Right, that's right. She's that's like, right. drink up. You're going to need your drink tonight. Ah, oh, thanks. And mm-hmm. it's like sweet dreams. And he oh. brings in. That's the last we see that of that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they, you know, they land in in Paris yeah, or wherever, <laughs> and uh, and and once again, the the French teacher is like, "Get the fuck out of my way! I need to get to my student, Michael Corbin." And uh, he's like, Michael Corbin talks to the flight attendant. He's like, "You got to help me get the fuck out of here. This bitch is cray cray." And the flight attendant's like, "Yeah, boo, I got you." And she like knocks some suitcases over in front of her, so Michael Corbin escapes. Mike Gordon's from, getting help from, from from the um, airplane. Hot stewardess. Yeah, the hot stewardess helped him out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he, then he runs into like this uh, uh, a British agent. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "Come with me, Corbin." I can't remember how he was picked up by that. We well, kept yelling intelligence. He's like, "Corbin Macab." <laughs> Corbin Macab. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I'm Corbin Macab." <laughs> <laughs> he picked him up. Yeah. Like, let's he added the Nick along the way. Macabre. It's, it's still a misunderstanding as this other agent's leading him away. But it's yeah. like, are you Michael Corbin's? Like, yeah. Yeah. So now the misunderstanding is is really escalating. Like, same name. He's got the fucking wings. So this, uh, you know, this MI6 agent, he takes him, throws him into a, a limo, and drives off. They're getting followed by, I don't know if this guy had a name. I called him Clamps. <laughs> oh, I, I wrote Robot Hand. Robot Hand, yeah. I, I, I do have his name somewhere eventually. It doesn't matter. He's got a Robot Hand. Yeah. He's driving a fucking sick Saab 900. Um, and they take him to like the, like a Q brand, like a James Bond Q I t- branch. I totally wrote that. I wrote yeah. James Bond Q rejects. Yeah. Because it, it's like comical. It's like one step out of Naked Gun. Well, yeah. And like the, it's like... <laughs> They're, they're doing the whole, like, they're walking through the room, and it's like people are trying out the gadgets. And, and they're, they're, like, they're all exploding. I mean Naked Gun because, yeah, people are exploding backwards. Yeah. Like, ooh, I'll test it later. <laughs> I call it a British danger room. It, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a British danger room. <laughs> yeah, and this is where he gets gadgets. He gets gum explosives, x-ray specs. He gets suction shoes. And then mm-hmm. he gets, Mike, do you know what the car he was given? It, it was a Lotus Esprit. And, and hashtag this. Bitchin' wheels. <laughs> yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah, so he's kind of like, he's he's sort of figuring out that yeah. he's in the mm-hmm. wrong place and that this is not this is not really what should be going on. But he was bewitched by the bitchin' wheels. The bitchin' wheels. wheels, yeah. And he was trying to explain to them. He's like, no, no, like, I'm I'm just a boy. Um, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a scared little boy. Well, I'm going to have to bow out of the rest of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's going to take this one. Up. Oh, God. <laughs> this boy, this boy fantasy. Just, just, just a boy. young boy. Just a, just, you innocent know. young boy. <laughs> just a boy given a car and a, and a mission. <laughs> and a briefcase of like 300,000 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. There was, it was, he had a briefcase full of money, but he was still Bronx. trying to weasel his way out of it. Until the car shows up, then he's like, "Oh yeah, no, th- I'm totally whatever you think I'm supposed to be. Um, can I, if I can just leave in this car without you guys, and that's normal?" And they're like, 
yeah, you're, this is, that's what you're supposed to do. He's like, <laughs> Mike, can, tight, de- detail, tight, can you tight. tell us how he blossomed out of being a boy into the, the, uh, the entity that he is, he <laughs> now is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he can. <laughs> so th- this is a non sequitur. Uh, I was recently watching a documentary with my girlfriend about um, the Formula One racing driver Michael Schumacher, and they they were talking about how like when he first was racing, and they're like he was he was just a tight skinned young boy going up against hard old men. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was the most horrifying sentence I've ever heard. I don't know if it was a language barrier. It, it was a good documentary. I think they but. snuck that into the script. I think yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Just he was just a tight skinned young boy, bunch of hard old men. I think they just got that mixed up with some like prison transcriptions. Yeah, and then, yeah. maybe it was it was a clip from a different documentary. <laughs> anyway, scared straight. So yeah, so he he cruises off in his sweet lotus, um, and then there's. He runs into a mega babe, um, Mar- Mariska Hargitay, whatever the fuck her name is. She's named after Mariska Hargitay. Did you read that in the trivia? I did not. Yeah, oh, I think wow, it was really? like the director or the nice. writer uh, named her after his friend, Mariska Hargitay. Yeah. How nice. old is Mariska Hargitay? <laughs> whatever like, like, like age she is, she looks great. Like no, I was... well, wait, the, the woman in this movie. Oh, okay. Her character was named Mariska after Mariska Hargitay. How was Mariska Hargitay like a person of note in 1991? Mariska Hargitay's mom. Who, who's her mom? She's like super notable. I don't know. Oh my God. Um, M- let's keep talking. Meryl Haggerty. No. No. <laughs> keep talking about I don't, Okay. <laughs> Lisa Haggerty. We'll come back to that. But uh, oh, it's a car chase scene, right? Yeah, it's a car okay. chase scene. So we have a three car chase. We have... Uh, Jane Mansfield. Oh, okay. Oh, Not yeah. a Hargitay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, duh. And Mariska Hargitay has been acting since she was super young. Yeah, okay. I don't know. So, like, her whole family is, like, notable. I know her from you guys talking about Law & Order. How dare you, sir? <laughs> okay. Um, has anyone been watching Law & Order lately? Is that still fucking How on? dare you? Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's even back. The original's back, Mike. It really is. Oh, I'm, like, two seasons behind on... Haven't we... <laughs> We haven't solved any, all the crimes. No, right we now. haven't. There's more crimes. There's always going to be more crimes, Mike. They're all I'm super sorry. gross, too. Soiling green is people. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a car chase. We got the Mega Babe in her sweet 300ZX, uh, Corbin Dallas in his Lotus Esprit, and Clamps in his Saab. And they're they're driving through. They're, I think they're in Paris, right? And that's yeah. where they are? Yep. Yeah. They're driving through Paris. And... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's pretty. Something I, happens. I did like the car scene. But she's trying to get his attention. Yeah, she's trying to get his attention. He can't figure out how to open the fucking windows. Um, <laughs> the Saab has like oh, guns. Yeah, the Saab's decked out. With, yeah, or the Lotus is decked out with all yeah, these. They're all decked out. So the Saab is trying to shoot him, but and like he's trying to roll down the windows, but he keeps deploying like the bulletproof shield and yeah. like the parachute and all these countermeasures. Total spy hunter moves. It was yeah, it oh, was. That's- Good call. It was a spy hunter car. Mm-hmm. He's accidentally, it's like he accidentally hits buttons, but he's doing it right like in style. He's like inspector gadgeting his way through this right Perfect. now. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's very much like a get smart inspector gadget. Kind of like he's just bumbling his way through this. And this comes to a pass as I don't know how the cars do this, but like uh, clamps or robot hand, Oh, uh, kind of spins out 
So the way, <laughs> yeah, the way the way he defines physics is he grabs the pavement as he flies out. So yeah, define physics um, in these dry times that Michael was talking about. Um, that he he grabs the pavement and just kind of releases his body from the car. Like imagine a car is driving and you grab the ground and stop moving. I don't know what he, he did, what you described it and it still doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah, I no. mean he would die. Your like, your body would be ripped in half. Like I don't like that hand would be ripped off. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. something weird happened. It was was super weird. So we recently watched a movie where someone jumped out of the back of a car poorly. What was it? I don't remember. <laughs> cool. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do you remember anything no, else? No, I don't. <laughs> Not at all. Well, well then. I, I drink a lot during these episodes. <laughs> I fr- it, The minute we hit stop, I, it's all gone. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, anyway, uh, so he, he did it better than whatever that was. Um, what the fuck happens next? I uh, see that car chase scene. Because that, that's the end of the car chase uh, scene. Now we get a new bus driver, Jean-Claude. Oh, yeah. Well, we, yeah, we have... We uh, start a little trend here. Yeah, we, yeah. we hard cut to the uh, the bus with all the French students and the French teacher. And uh, they stop because there's like a car in the middle of the road or something. That's later. This time they all go take like a break. They go to like a, oh, like a yeah. little restaurant, they go to gas a rest station stop. area. Yeah. And then and the bus driver walks in a bathroom and mid pee, some guy <laughs> clocks him on the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. The guy, and then the new guy gets on the bus who is now working for this evil corporation or agency. And uh, he's like, my name is Jean-Claude. Yeah. I'm the new bus driver. And they're like, hey, Jean-Claude. They're <laughs> right, just willingly cool. accepting new bus drivers. Just Yeah, like... to- totally normal stuff. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a cultural thing. You don't want to argue. <laughs> you know, it's not your home. I don't think I want to go over to Paris I... and just get new bus drivers. No, you do. It's fine. Lamar, it, you don't know the old story. So the old story is... That if a bus driver comes through your village, it's, you know, you let him in, you feed him the local fruits, and then you bed him. Like, you bed next to him. Like, not sexually, oh, but... You just, I thought feeding you, him the local fruits was the sex No, thing. You, you, you lay next to him, and you, you, you know, you tell him the ways of the world. Oh, then he moves on, and he buses to, village to village. Damn it. I got a lot to learn about. The, yeah. <laughs> traveling. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a story, I don't know how it's translated, but it, uh, loosely it's called Bus and Grapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna make a T-shirt that says uh, "Bussing Grapes." Let, let Rabbit Troop sucks feed you the local fruits. <laughs> Bussing grapes. Bus grapes. <laughs> oh, okay, um, but now now we're we're back in the lair, Augustus, with Augustus. Ah, yeah. Uh, he's got a vat of fucking gold for some reason. Well, we find out in a second why he has a vat of gold. Yeah, yeah this is ape shit. <laughs> this is an off the rails plan. Uh, so, well, I mean, he has a plan. Yeah. I don't even know what the plan is, but a big it's a dumb plan. Well, here, yeah, <laughs> the big part of the plan is we've collected all this gold and we've been stealing, so we're gonna melt it down and put. We're in a mint coins. Uh, half the coins have my face, and the other, the other has a scorpion. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna run totally Europe. Totally normal stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna run straight up Europe. Like I will right. be dictating Europe. 
but I'm going to stage one mint coins with my face. Right. These are the effing gnomes in South Park. Like, yeah. collect the underpants, <laughs> and then and then what? Well, like no, he's, part one, collect the underpants. His, his evil plan is basically creating the EU, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but with him in charge and his weird scorpion money. All those coins, by the way, they were chocolate coins. I read that yeah. in the trivia that they were like the gilted coins, yeah, like, like wrapped good. wrapped in just foil. Looks oh, delicious. Really? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Um, at some point, and this you know, spoilers ahead. Obviously, we find out that there's a conversation later that where the British are explain where Richard Grieco is like explaining to the British that this is the bad guy. We yeah. obviously know he's the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the entire movie, I thought everyone knew he was the bad guy, and that's why Richard Grieco was there. Okay, so... Did I, you not... No, know, here, Okay. So, I agree with... Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Mike. I agree with you until they have this conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, like, you think this guy is yeah. corrupt, etc. And then this is the... So, we're about, I don't know, a third, if not more, yeah. into the film... And then they're like, no, he's a great guy. He's very, he's like a, a philanthropist and yeah, he's, he's, like, been, he's given money. He's like leading people. Like he's a great guy. And Richard goes like, no dude, he's totally bad. They're like, no, 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 yeah, you're, like, you're here so, for someone else. You're here for claw hand or whatever. Right. The, the main conceit here is that like all of the finance ministers of various countries have been getting killed. I thought they knew that he was doing it. Yes. That, I, I was under that impression as well. But then, then he's like, Oh guys, by the way, he's, he's been killing these people. And they're like, no, he's not. Yeah. He, and then for the rest of the movie, they do not believe him. Correct. Um, cause yeah, the, I mean, he, you know, so we see his little coin plan. The, the next scene is, uh, he, Greco is pulling up to a casino. Um, the one he was told to go to to spy yeah, on this like guy. It's like a weird riff on Casino Rail. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. He's playing Baccarat, which he thinks is is Blackjack. Uh, but he's winning because he has x-ray specs. Yeah, um, this is great. He's like, hey, guys, I can't I can't do anything until I put on my glasses. It's like huge sunglasses. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's not like he was reading glasses. <laughs> he puts on his fucking like, blue blockers. If your name is Zeke. And you're a hip hopper. <laughs> do you wear those blue blockers? Yeah, absolutely, because he I, loves them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have chips for Marishka. <laughs> okay, that's, that, that's your next note. Yeah, so, so like a charity. So he <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and a disease. <laughs> oh God! Oh, you got the chips for Marishka? Uh, I hope not. Yeah, got it on my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, so he he's in here and he's he's sitting down at this at this card table, <laughs> cheating, oh, and he's he's sitting next to Marisha Hargitay and the sheriff of Rottingham. Um, did you catch the name of the girl that was with the sheriff of Rottingham? Oh. Ariola. Ariola, correct. Ariola. Ariola. Canasta. Canasta. I almost wrote down Costanza. I want to go. I want to go back. The uh, the actress uh, Gabrielle Anwar who plays Marishka, mm -hmm. terrible. I think she's terrible all throughout this film. Oh yeah, no, she's she's not. Good. Oh yeah, yeah, like the okay. acting is mm. like, no, they killed my dad. Yeah, oh yeah, it's rough. Yeah, so we we find out that she actually wants to kill this guy, and this is where I'm starting to figure out that I don't fully understand the plot because uh, Corbin Dallas is like. Yeah, I just I'm supposed to like watch him and see what what he's up to. And you just they, call him copy. And, and make sure he's okay, um, which he is because he's got fucking goons. Um, 
So anyway, he kind of he makes a fool out of him because he wins at Bacharach by cheating. Yes, with his crazy blue with his blockers. crazy blue blockers. Um, and as he's leaving with his pile of money and blue blockers and blue blockers, uh, Rottingham is like to, he says to his goons, "Like go fucking kill that guy." So he he goes. The goons follow him outside to his car, but uh, he, he he unbeknownst to Corbin Dallas. His uh, his his tuxedo has armpit gas, so when he raises his arms, like whoa, guys, don't shoot! He just gasses and kills these two people. Yeah, and then also the concierge who comes out to see what's going on. Well, sometimes to get people in the line of fire. Yeah, friendly fire. And th- this is sorry. This is now we cut back to the bus again, and this is where we get the bus stopping in the road to pick up the new to see what's wrong with the car, and then they get a new driver again, uh, and this time it's a British agent that I think knocks out the goon and is now driving the bus. Did that make sense? I yeah, feel like but it I think, just I, mumbled through that. But I think that. this guy is supposed to be like a double agent. Oh, okay. That we later find out. Yeah, but, but that there's a lot, also of, disposed of. a lot of twists in this movie. Mm. It's a very complicated plot. It is. Um, and I feel that it is complicating it more with changing out the bus drivers five or six different times. Yeah, I mean, uh, who knows what they're trying to get to with that. Then, uh, then uh, Cor- Corb uh, get, gets to his hotel. He is like, "I'm sick of this. I'm gonna relax." And then, boom! Uh, Ariola Canasta pops out. Yeah, oh, in yeah. some like uh, silky like nightgown. He's yeah. like, "Oh, hey, I just want to like touch and rub on you." And he's like, oh, "All right, it's cool. Yeah, I guess." <laughs> no, I guess there's not, like, people give me cars, and this just happens. Right. <laughs> this is where Greco pretty much. This is where they sell Greco's body. He takes off his shirt, and he's pretty much in his underwear. Yeah, he's in his tighties, his Calvin's. Yeah, and, he's, and she's like, shut your eyes, and then t- takes a scorpion out of a box that she has between the mattress and the box spring. And it's yeah. like, don't look at any of this, and you'll learn the difference between play- pain and pleasure. And he just jumps up, and he's like, he runs to the bathroom. Yeah. So he's looking for condoms and he finds combat condoms. <laughs> combat condoms. Which that is pretty are, funny. They come in tins <laughs> with like a pulled, like a, like a crank. It's like a they, World War II can of tuna. Yeah, you, you have, have to open, open your, 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 your like ration. Like a Pringles can. Like, <laughs> yeah. With a lock on it. Each one. That, each one is, right. is wrapped like that. And so, but he, when he sprung up, he didn't know he had a scorpion on him. He was just like, oh shit, I got to wrap my dong up because this chick's probably is that like super a, dirty. Is that a euphemism? You didn't know you had a scorpion on you? Yeah. <laughs> you should get a back tattoo that says that. <laughs> but when he jumps up, the scorpion flies off of his chest and lands in Ariola's nighty. Well, at first, yeah. I think he lands on a fan. Yeah. Because oh, I, okay. I, wrote, I wrote, this woman is supposed to be a trained assassin. Like, mm-hmm. this is later known. Like, she's a trained assassin, etc. Okay. So, she's trying to seduce him. But when the scorpion gets loose, she's like, hey, boy, where are you? <laughs> like, <"Hey>, kitty, <laughs> yeah. kitty, kitty, kitty. Like, where did that scorpion go? <laughs> right. And he's in the bathroom. He's like, yeah, babe, I'm in here. Like, Shut up. I'm trying to find a dong bag. It's a, like a one of those funny scenes where he's going through this canteen of condoms looking yeah. for one that he can open and she's looking for a scorpion that's lost in the room. Right. I think everyone can relate to this situation. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. <laughs> I, I've done this last Thursday. You're in the military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have combat condoms. <laughs> yeah, and why does... You got like, a scorpion on you. Why does like a five-star casino hotel have military-themed condoms in the... It, well, there you go. It okay. Just your <laughs> okay. Did I? Okay. Um, you want military grade condoms? I, for well, that. The, the chicks they have there, you might need there them. I guess. Um, 
They've got all those fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so eventually the scorpion lands on a fan and, and it does drop down her nightgown at some point. And then it's like apparently just stinging the shit out of her. <laughs> it's like a dumb and dumber moment. She, yeah. She like backs her ass up into a stereo and it turns it's, on. Yeah. And so uh, there's music. She's like gyrating because this thing's biting her. <laughs> and she's like dancing around and like she's. Yeah, he's like, come on, babe. Like, we'll hurt like, yeah, one like save, save some for me. I'm putting this thing on my wiener. Um, and, but, it, and like, she's just like moaning. She's like, uh, uh. Um, and, and he, like, he keeps looking out the door at her and she's like gyrating and like moonwalking around. He's like, man, this chick is fucking ready to go. I gotta, I gotta hurry up with this fucking tuna can. It was a funny scene. I remember. Yeah, no, the scene was good. Um, but he doesn't get a chance to act on this. Or, or anything else because now we have clamps out in the hallway with a fucking rocket launcher. Um, <laughs> As you do. And he just... It's a Z- Zigsfield? His name Zigs, is... Ziggs Zig- or Zigsfield? Zigsfield, mm, yeah, okay. That sounds right. Um, like from the cartoon Ziggy? Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. And he, he shoots a fucking rocket through the door. Just like that. And <laughs> basically melts Ariel. <laughs> well... Sometimes you gotta get melted. Yeah. Well, he the, during my new show, melted and smelted. Ooh. Um, so <laughs> Marty could be the announcer. You just got smelted. Oh God. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not watching this show. Um, so there's an explosion, and Greco comes out of the bathroom, and he sees Ariola's body, which looks like the skeleton lord with blue eyes from the fucking seventh curse. Ah, shit. Good call. Yeah. And (laughs) where are my rhymes? Where are my rhymes? And she's wearing a a necklace with a scorpion on it, which is a gigantic medallion that somehow he didn't see before. Then, then we get a hard cut to the bus driver. (laughs) Yeah. Hard cut to the bus driver. Uh, the French teachers yelling at her, uh, yelling at him. Where are we? This is supposed to be Dijon, mustard country. But they're not there. <laughs> That's all I got. <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting over, I guess, a cold. Yeah, right, right, no, right. So all, all of my coughs, I apologize. Anyone listening? Yeah, winter season. Oh, the, the last thing is that a Greco gets a dart to the neck. Yes. Okay. This is where Greco wakes up. Um, there's some kind of wait. wait uh, he's got to follow through. Okay. Yeah. Well, Marishka Hargate wakes him up by slapping the fuck out of him. Yeah. So all throughout this movie, we get a theme. You've got to follow through. Mm-hmm. That's what Greco's dad said. Yeah. You got to go on this trip. You got to follow through. That's the problem, son. You got to follow through. That's how I imagine the dad saying it. Right. And then later we get uh, Cheers, villain. You you know you Americans, you never follow through. And then. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> I damn it, Mike, you got to <laughs> yeah. follow through. He's like, I'm going to follow through. So damn it. He's going to follow through this time. Yeah. So he, he agrees to help Mariska Hargitay. Cause he wants to follow through. He wants to follow his wiener through is what he wants to do. Yeah, that's true. He's we following. didn't define how yeah. we just yeah. said he's going to follow through. Um, I wrote down, teach me how to dream. What was that a lyric from a song that was happening was. right now? Uh, we, we, I think we got a little going on, but that is eventually going to happen. Yes. Cause my, my notes are hot girl wakes him up, starts splaining. Yeah. Scorpion money. Teach me how to dream. They have dinner. Pretty much how like she's fallen for him at this point now. And he's kind of falling in love with her and she's convincing him to go after this guy. Cause okay. Yeah. Like, I was 
Blade, the agent, her father. Yes, okay. Blade was a uh, Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. Her father. She's convincing him to go after him because he's going to follow father. through. Yeah, so, following through. He's like, yeah, so she's driving. That's they where they the immediately plays. get captured. Oh, yeah. uh, Grigo's given a suit in a prison cell. And oh, yeah. He goes they, out to dinner. They go to the castle, and as they're going to the castle, they see the bus with the students going to the castle. And now Grico is following through even more because he's like, I got to help this bitch because I want to plow her. I also need to save the, my friends because we're all in this together now. But yeah, like they, they scale a wall and are immediately captured. Yeah. And then he's given a suit. He goes out to dinner with. Right. The sheriff dude, of Rottingham makes him go to dinner. Augustus. And in, in true James Bond style, he explains the entire plot of what he's trying to do <laughs> to this person. And it's literally what we said to you. It yeah. is. He's going to mint some coins and yeah. take over Europe. Oh, Greek op- greased him a little bit. He's like, I know your plan. And the villain's like, well, yeah, you don't know all my plan. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're missing some pieces here. Let me fill it in for you. Um, just in case you have to tell anyone later. Uh, so he, he sends him after the explanation, he sends him back to the cell and yeah, he says he's going to poison the champagne at this event and everyone's going to die. Right. Um, so, so back in the cell, Greco is like, fuck, what are we going to do? Wait, wait, before oh. he leaves, there's a tagline. He's like, I'm going to nail your ass to the wall. Yeah, I'm going to nail your and ass. And Augustus is like, that seems very painful. I'm going to bang your butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anytime you want to write in for a sound <laughs> clips for Mike, just let us know. <laughs> uh, I'm just, you know, I'm assembling a mixtape. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I had another note here yeah. while they're eating dinner. I just had to write down. Castlevania sized candelabra. Yes. As they were eating. Absolutely. <laughs> They're at this table and there's a huge ass candelabra. And there's like candles that go up to the ceiling. They have to be seven feet tall, but it was a really elaborate dinner scene. Yeah. How the world didn't know this guy was a villain when he's living in this fucking place beyond me, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, so. Corbin Dallas uses the exploding gum to free himself from the cell <laughs> by exploding a henchman. <laughs> and and so as, so basically the henchman, you have to explode the gum. You have to activate the yeah, wrapper you, to the gum. Yeah, you chew on the gum and then you affix it to the wrapper. And so the gum got on the floor. This person's boot caught on it. Then he throws the wrapper that explode. And then awesome tag tag looks like he just stepped out. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of like puns the, at this especially point. at yeah. the end. Yeah. I mean, oh, the one liners are coming them fast all and loose right now. End. Yeah, and they should have spaced them out. Would have been nice, but they just came a mile a minute here in the last ten minutes of this movie. Yeah. Um, I thought I had a fun one written down, but I can't. Looks I don't like he it. stepped out. Looks like he stepped out. Yeah. And then we see the cage of everyone from French class being lowered into the the uh, the liquid the, gold. This seems contrary to his plan of minting money because he wants to take out the impurities. Yeah, you mentioned taking out the impurities by burning off. No, I know, but I you, I think dumping a cage of people yeah, into it would, you know what? it would not aid him in the impurity <laughs> nah, thing. Well, it, they're impurities. He's going to burn them off. <laughs> Just keep burning it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of a tussle. Some things happen. Uh, and for whatever reason, there's... I think they explained why earlier, but there's a big tank of liquid nitrogen kicking around. And uh, Greco's like, you know what? And I, I recognize that I've referred to him as Greco and Corbin Dallas interchangeably, and I'm sorry if that's confusing. Um, he decides to freeze the gold with liquid nitrogen so that when the when the cage falls, they just they get out of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's essentially it. Yeah. Okay. 
So he he free you know he comes in with the gun he freezes the the gold with the liquid nitrogen he everyone gets out the the French teacher is now fucking armed she puts on like a Rambo headband um, and they go off to to do to do something but now we have the showdown Clamps shows up and him and Greco have like a a duel on the the frozen gold oh, yeah. and this was my favorite part of the movie because. They're they're kind of fighting, and Greco oh. to distract him says, "Hey, your dick's on fire." <laughs> and then what a distraction that is! And well, and it works. Sure enough, he looks down. Yeah, he's like, "Oh fuck, is my dick on fire?" You would too. <laughs> yeah, if you were told. I, I was. I one hundred percent would. Um, his dick was not on fire, but then shortly it became on fire because he now the the gold is melting again, and he falls through it. And the, I think like the oh no he. There's like a series of events that happen. Like his hand gets gold on it, and then he gets stuck to a chain, and then like a cage falls on it's him. It's kind of Temple of Doom style. It's te- yeah. it's very Temple of Doom style. But he, but he goes down. Yeah, like basically some things crash. The cage falls on him, and he yeah. goes through. He's he turns into gold. He I turns mean, he into, gold. into gold. Yeah, gold. He he's he's gollumed. He's yeah. He is. Um. So apparently just in the next room over from this. Yeah, I wonder who's like 10 feet. Like, yeah. this, this is like the stairwell, like like adjacent to the to the ceremony room. Right. So that. like right next to his big evil chamber with the gold and like, the evil plans, right next door is like the event hall where he's hosting world leaders and trying to get everyone to toast with this poison champagne. And Greco comes in, don't drink the champagne, it's poisoned. And he switches what Augustus was drinking with anyone champagne. And Augustus goes, I'll nail your ass. To the wall. <laughs> I'm gonna nail your ass. Quick boy. throwback, right? Right back. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, everyone's like, what's going on? And then clearly he's guilty. So he runs off to the helicopter on the roof as one does. Yeah. He, well, he takes Mariska Hargate with him. He's got a gun on her. Yeah. And then upstairs is a helicopter and all the gold coins. Mm-hmm. He's loading them gold coins in that helicopter. And he's trying to escape with uh, with the principal from from kindergarten cop. The helicopter won't take off though because it's too fucking heavy. Because he's got all that goddamn gold in there. As Lamar and I wrote at the same time, my gold. <laughs> and he does at one point say, my gold. Uh, but so first thing he does is kick Mariska Hargitay out of the helicopter. It's still too heavy. The principal from kindergarten cop is like, yeah, let's just throw some of this gold out. And he's like, fuck you will. He goes, not the gold, not the gold. And he throws her out. <laughs> he's got the, he's got the madness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's got the crazy eyes. He's got the crazy eyes. But then Mershka Hargate and uh, Greco, Greco rescues Mershka Hargate from whatever she needed rescuing from. And they're just unloading their submachine guns into this helicopter. And uh, the gold just starts pouring out of the bottom. Well, he blows off the bottom of the helicopter yeah. on purpose. <laughs> oh, does move. he? Yeah. He yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like shoots a circle in the bottom and all the gold just starts pouring, like drains out. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that was on purpose, but yeah, good call Greco. Um, and then uh, he, he tries to like catch the gold, but he ends up just falling out of the helicopter himself. And it, it was like Scrooge McDuck just diving into My gold. his gold, but getting drowned drowned in it. And that was that was it. <laughs> that that is all true. Yeah. <laughs> and then he is there with Mariska, uh, that is uh Corbin. Yeah. He's like, I got these suction shoes. Trust me. And then they climb down the roof. Yeah, so we had suction shoes from earlier. He they they climb down the roof. The British agents are there, <coughs> you know, the American colonel or whatever's there. 
And they're like, hey, you did it. We got plans for you, top agent. He's like, I'm just a kid, but and I'm going to the CIA, this adult. CIA person shows up like, nah, he's American soil, you know, American born soil. I don't know. Yeah. Like, we got plans for him. <laughs> Guys, if I told you who I really was, you your heads would explode. Yeah, everyone's arguing over what they want Corbin to do next. And he's like, I'm going to plow this broad next, even though I'm a child and she's an adult. Um, oh, I don't think it was mentioned. It's also super inconsequential. Mariska Hargitay was uh, the f- Blade's daughter. Well, we said it. Yeah, Did we? Yeah. No, okay, I don't we just said that. it. I had to piece it together okay. earlier just to see like why she was helping him. And, yeah, who the fuck? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, all that was explained. And this movie just kind of, I don't want to say abruptly. Ends there was like a, basically like a freeze frame high five and the movie was over. Yeah. yeah I, somewhere I, I got lost in my notes about Mike. What was the dream song? The one that I wrote the lyric down to, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't. Eh, teach me how to dream. <laughs> yeah. It's like some driving montage. Yeah. Yeah. The, the soundtrack of this movie is terrible. Yeah. It sucks. But I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I, I'll say this. Like as I mentioned earlier, I watched this movie a ton when I was younger. Like I really liked it. I, I mentioned I watched it with my friend Brian. I also I, I think this was like a movie that my because I really like James Bond stuff even when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the James Bond stuff was my my mother maybe thought it was like not appropriate. So this was like, hey, this is like James Bond for kids. Um, but I, I did because I, I would have been like ten when this movie came what out. What would mother tell you? Uh. <laughs> hey. a, bu- a bunch of stuff uh, she put the wings on me um, um, okay what? <laughs> no, I don't know but yeah like I love this movie when I was a kid and I really enjoyed watching it again like I, when we decided to do this I was looking forward to it I will say this awesome. I feel like if you are our age like if you're in your 40s and you have never seen this movie before you are probably not going to really enjoy this I disagree. Do you, um, well, I guess because you, you don't yeah. remember seeing this. Yeah, I've never seen it okay. up until my 40s. And um, I didn't like, I didn't lose my mind over this movie. Like, oh my God, this movie, I, how did I miss out on this? But you had fun with it. I did. That's good and, to hear. Yeah, um, because I recognized it for what it was. It didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, okay. Um, this is Richard Creek really early. Um, just a young kid having fun. This, and it's a... It's a movie about misunderstandings. It's Three's Company with spy. Oh yeah, like, it's it's a classic <laughs> trope for sure. And I think it's well done in that aspect. I can't say well done. It's okay done in that aspect that it's just a movie that goes off a goof, yeah, a goofy kid who's getting caught up and he just doesn't know the danger he's into and he gets by off of his confidence and. Just lost in the world of, and it keeps going, and it doesn't really get too boring or doesn't overplay itself. It's just a movie where you just keep constantly having fun, and in the end, it gets bonkers because it's just just an action movie bonkers, in the last yeah. seven minutes. He gets a gun at the end, and he's okay with just gunning down villains. <laughs> he he knew how to use that thing really <laughs> he well. He knew how to use yeah. a Uzi. He's just like, gunning down. This terror. high school student killed a lot of people. <laughs> it's Freak a, away. Yeah, but like you said, Mike. I had fun watching it. Even yeah, in I, my forties for watching. Okay, it for the first that's time. good. Maybe just like my 
my in, innate hate. You know what? It's is, because <laughs> yeah. I, I could, if you recognize it for what it is, it's fine. But if yeah. you take it seriously, like I can't believe this movie. Like, why is he doing that? That's yeah. stupid. I feel. Yeah, I guess if you if you like even so maybe if you haven't seen this, but if you like movies of this kind, you're probably gonna have fun with it. I mm-hmm. think this this movie is a more pal- palatable version of. Um, the man who knew too little. No, no, it's a more palatable version of. Uh, oh, I just had it. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, what's the Arnold Schwarzenegger weird Hollywood film? Last Action Hero. This movie has similar uh, comedic stylings yeah. to Last Action Hero. Okay, for sure. Me. And I feel Last Action Hero is kind of a long film. I, I always really think of it as like a two-hour film, and you could kind of feel it. Mm-hmm. This movie's. A similar kind of fast and loose, comedic, weird, in your face, you know what's happening, but don't really care kind of fun film yeah. uh, is similar way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. I think a, something else that helps this movie is the um, acting from the villains. They're not that cart. They have. They're not the cartoonish villains I, that... You... I think everyone's acting in this movie is great outside of Marishka's and Grieco's. Like if... Actually, yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think character. all the side characters... I like... I love... I love the French teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, like, weirdo students are a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, just side characters are fun. The villains are fun. Uh, just Marishka and Grieco's acting are not the best. But I still had fun with the movie. Yeah, like, definitely. whatever. Decent movie, I gotta say. I can't believe I went this long without seeing it. Can you not believe it's not butter? I can't believe it's <laughs> probably margarine. <laughs> Have you been drinking butter this whole time? It's most likely just oil. Oh my god! I, can't I just believe, don't know. I can't why believe it's oil. I don't know why you didn't bring us some to share. <laughs> I wouldn't want it. Sometimes we have oil parties at Rabbit Troop Sucks. You just drink a little oil, put mm-hmm. some in your hair, oh, splash you, it in your face. You're drinking it. I see. <laughs> Put it in my pocket sometimes. You're rubbing it all over yourself, Mike. I'm doing now, yeah. Put it in my eyes, like contact solution. (laughs) Eye drops. Uh huh. Makes everything shiny. (laughs) It does it. Okay. And delicious. Yeah, definitely delicious. So we're clearly going to watch some more Richard Grieco films. That's a given. Okay. Like a whole month of Richard Grieco. Whole year of Richard Grieco. What what, what month is he born? National holiday. So the upcoming no. Rabbit Troop Sucks feature at uh, Get Him to the Greco. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where we just we will review some Greco films. <laughs> all of your favorite Greco we'll films. We'll lose all of our listeners. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Maybe we should go through all 20 plus episodes you'll of Booker. You'll lose these okay. listeners, but you'll gain other listeners. We'll gain cool. Richard Greco. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, you know what? That's, That's fine. I would trade listeners. I love you all. I'll trade you all for one Richard wow, Greco. Wow. Right just, they're disposable to you. That's right. <laughs> Did you just make a trade of our listeners? Yeah. I don't, you know, we don't know them anything. This is free. Richard Greco, you can come hang out with us. There's po- we got pop. Pocket oil, um, <laughs> and there's it. an octopus on the wall. So <laughs> we have all those things. As always, you can reach out to us at Rabbit Troop Sucks Podcast at gmail.com or our webpage, Rabbit Troop Sucks.com. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. We could be reached in many ways. Uh, if you have any movie suggestions, and thanks for writing us on some of these platforms. Some of you are giving us fantastic suggestions that we want to take you up on. Yeah, we've got some good suggestions, and I think we're going to do most of them at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like suggestions and I like uh, people uh, thinking about them. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Lamar, have you thought of any films that you would like to do in the upcoming days of recording? 
love. Hmm. Eh, it's Valentine's Day season. It's okay, pretty... well, this, this is the Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, and now I was thinking about... <laughs> now Valentine's Day is dead. You know, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking about the next holidays coming up. You know what they say? <laughs> Valentine's Day, then spring to death. Well, there's St. Hmm. Patrick's Day, which... I think a lot of Americans consider that just a drinking holiday now. Are we going to do a uh, leprechaun on the hood? Let's think about it. <laughs> Either a leprechaun or a drinking <laughs> movie, something. We did grabbers. Like <laughs> we did do grabbers. What if we watch grabbers in reverse? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there might be a, I don't know if I can recommend a leprechaun movie for this. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can watch that. Leprechaun in space. Is there a movie where a beer bottle comes to life? Probably. And stocks Ooh. children. It may be something. Beery. <laughs> Beery or St. Patrick's Day. I don't know whether it's a good St. Patrick's Day movie. I don't I don't know. Or if it's a cold movie. We could watch Beery. Night of the Lepus, where those big giant bunnies kill people during the Easter <laughs> times. Okay. <laughs> Lots of fun. Is that a thing? Is that real? Yes, I have not seen this film, and I, I would gladly do it. But yes, people are <laughs> I, killed. I have to research killed that. by by giant bunnies. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll figure but, something out. But yeah, I don't have any movie recommendation. I just threw out this a seasonal thing since okay. this seems to be a seasonal. We have a lot of seasonal movies. That we, we like seasonal movie. movies yeah. here. Yeah, totally. I um, but I think so. Uh, one one listener request was that back in the in the early episodes we would always announce what movie we were going to do next. Oh. We and we got away from that. Um, but the request was that we start doing that again because I guess uh, a lot of listeners want to make the decision whether to watch the movie ahead of listening to the episode. Wow, that's a good idea. You know, uh, or to you know to to watch the movie after they hear us, you know, bitch about it for an hour and a half. So I think we're going to start uh, announcing our next episode ahead of time and right. we're going to do that now i believe and what are we going to do next you told us mike you made you made the decision what, are, what leprechaun on the hood no we're not doing that <laughs> okay. oh no i told you off air earlier yes um did we land on miami connection yeah yeah i'm, I'm up for it so we're, we're gonna do a movie called miami connection which is i'm not gonna say anything about it because you should just if you want, if you're the type that wants to watch it ahead of time, you should do it. I would just say, like, do you like martial arts? Do mm -hmm. you like awesome bands? Do you like bands that use their music and their martial arts on stage skills to fight ninjas and oppressive gangs? Yeah, this movie I, has it all, really. I mean, wow. you're, then you're connected to Miami, like some kind of Miami connection. Yeah. Mm. So this is something you can stream online um, for free with a, a streaming thing. Um, what is it on? I think it's on Freebie. Freebie, amongst yeah. other things, I think it's on that. Yeah, and you know, Freebie, as most of these movies we watch are on some kind of. Uh, unfortunately, this one today was from a DVD. That was the only way we could that, get that's it. That's true. Unfortunately, this was from a DVD. Um, but but typically, you know, we'll 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 announce where you can watch it. Um, and these are all just free. You know, if you look at Apple TV or a, a Roku or whatever, you can download the app, and and there they are. So Freebie is one of them. Miami Connection next week, boom. Nice. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know where I am. No. I don't know what season Just look is. at the octopus. I'm looking at it. I'm inside of it. Oh, God. Um, mentally. Is it, and is it inky? It, 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 there's a lot of things. Okay. A lot of feelings. I think it's time to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you know how to get in touch with us. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. And, uh, Rabbit Troop sucks. Rabbit Troop sucks. Rabbit Troop sucks. Rabbit Troop sucks.